You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. All right. Online, what's up? I hope we, can we make some noise for our online viewers? I know. Hello. I know. Listen. We broke the internet with Summer Jam, and so this morning we're having some, some technical stuff, but I'm hoping that everything got t- switched up and we're good. Give some noise and love to the atrium that there's people out there. Yes, they're there. We see you. We see you. So good. So good. Hey, um, can I just pray for us before we get started? Can we do that together? And um, I'll tell you why here in just a minute. Jesus, you're awesome. Thank you so much for just allowing us to meet together. And uh, we're praying for healing of our lands, and we're praying that you do something amazing today. Help it not to be my words, but yours. And we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to First John. John chapter, First John chapter 4 is where we're going to be today. But uh, I told the drive-in service, here's the deal. Today is going to be um, a lot of just, I feel like it's going to be a message of... Um, reminders. How about that? A message of reminders. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be heavy, but a rich, heavy, like a love heavy. All right. And I'm going to say love probably a million times. So if you don't like that, you come to the right spot because we're going to show you love today. All right. And so, um, Anyway, today I feel like we, if you, if this is your first time with us, we've been in a series called Love Revolution, as you can tell, and we have been talking a lot just about what it looks like to love people that don't deserve it. We have uh, been talking a lot about what does it look like for, um, for us to show love the way that Jesus showed love. And we really, if you look at what a revolution the word revolution, it's a massive word, and it's a lot of stuff inside that word that we could really use in today's world. And so I just thought we would recap for just a minute. Um, and today, like, we need a revolution in today's society. We truly need a, a, a revolution. And I told the drive-in service this morning, I was like, I'm going to stick to my notes today because I believe that God's words are the best words. And when we're talking about a love revolution, I don't want to mess that up. And so uh, if you see me looking down, I I really just want to make sure that I'm clear on what God truly, I believe, wants to tell you today. These are not my words. These are his words. But the word revolution is a word that speaks hope, ignites passion, and inspires loyalty like no other word in the human vocabulary. Just that phrase right there and that definition immediately says, hmm, this word's important. This is a pretty big deal. Maybe I should pay attention to that. A love revolution isn't just a great idea, but we believe that it's a necessity. It is a necessity if we're going to see some of these tragic injustices in the world today be turned around. It's a necessity So this is not just a collection of talks so you can come to church and and check it off. No, 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 no. We believe that this is something that you need to put inside your being so you become the love revolution outside these four walls. You following me? So today, I would love to hear some amens. I would love to see comments online that says, yes, I'm with you. Yes, I'm with you. Because it doesn't matter if we just put it in our ear, ear hole in here and just walk away and never do anything with it. What I'm wanting you to do is listen and apply it and go out 
and do and be. Y'all with me? Everybody good? Everybody good? Okay, cool deal. So um, we believe it's a necessity. And one of the cool things is, is we believe that this isn't just a call to action, but it's a call to being. And so one of the things that my, we do around here is we do a Marathon Church podcast every single week. And we dig deep into the messages of the prior week. And so this past week, we dug deep into what Eddie was talking about, the loop and all that. And Pastor Craig, he hosts that for us. And he has different people come in on staff and different people in our community. And uh, this week, it was me, Casey, Eddie, and Craig. And my wife did such a good job explaining what this call to action, but call to being really looks like. And she talked about being a mom. She talked about what that was like for her. And I encourage you, it's on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, go listen to it because it explains a little bit more in depth. Like we have really about 30, 35 minutes here. And then after that, like we'll see you next week, right? Or we'll see you online. So there's a lot of stuff that we can't really say, and we want to go deeper with it. That's where you find it. But my wife did such a good job of, of really explaining how her mindset shifted and changed when she heard this phrase when we started putting together this series. This isn't just a call to action, but it's a call to be. And so in this series, we're trying to become the person who helps a friend in need, who helps uh, a stranger in need. Maybe you've never met them before. Um, like I told the uh, drive-in service, we're trying to be the people that open the door for people, not because it's a Southern thing, because you would rather someone else get there first. You following me? I remember when I toured, we would go all, all over the world and I would open doors for people and they'd go, uh, you know, up North or out West. They go, Whoa, what is that? And to me, they, I'm just, I want people to know you matter more. And they, you know, chalked it up as a Southern thing. And it is. But we're trying to be the people who practice uncompromising acts of kindness just as Jesus commanded us to do. Not out of fear that we're going to get, you know, struck by lightning, but truly out of I have him living inside of me, and that's what's going to come out. I want that kind of love revolution that people don't have to wonder, is he a Christian? But they know, holy cow, that's a Christian. That's what it looks like. So we would love for you to become part of the love revolution every single week. And that's what we're trying to do with these talks. This has transformed the vision of this church and how we sort of do series and collections of talks is because we believe that love is the base of everything. Why? Because it's scriptural. Eddie's been talking about how it's, it's almost impossible for us to keep every single command. And that's why God said, hey, there's two commands. Listen, love your God, love God, and love people. Love God and love people. And so that's why love is the base of what we're going after here at the church. So today's message is going to be a great reminder message. And I pray you go away today feeling refreshed. I pray today that you feel confident in who uh, God is and who you put your faith in. And so um, I guess we can just buckle up here and let's do this thing. All right. And I love to do it this way. How many people love Italian food? Okay, yes, all right, little pasta lovers out there. Online, okay, I see you, I see you out there. Atrium, raise your hand if you love pasta, okay. So um, 
I've been watching this show on Netflix called Down to Earth with actor Zac Efron. Okay. Oh, okay. We got some Zac fans. I know. I look like him. I know. So it wasn't Baywatch. Don't, don't, don't go away saying, Chase, watch that show Baywatch with Zac Efron. No, it wasn't. It's down to earth. It's like a, a food show. Okay. Not Baywatch. Um, but I've been watching this. Uh, I have ADD, so I have like this. I start having all these jokes and stuff in my head, and it's funny to me. Probably not to you guys, but it's funny to me. But anyway, they're watching this show, and they go all over the world. And Zach has this, um, like, he, he wants to know different cultures of the world and how they eat and how they, um, how like their healthiness and what are they doing different than America. And, and I mean, they go all over and they practice all these things. And one place they go to is this place um, is called, Sard- I think it's Sardinia. Did I say that right? Sardinia? And it's a little island right outside of Italy. There's the little boot, you know what I'm talking about? You know? All right. It's right outside of there. And it's this little island they go to, and they're talking nutrition, they're talking foods, and, and they show this episode where they ate Italian food like I was just drooling. I'm going, whew. That's the real deal. You know what I mean? That, that is not Taco Bell. That is not McDonald's. That is like food, and it's the best of its kind, right? And so Zach is uh, blown away about this one, this one uh, food that they, they eat. And I'm, I'm going to try to say it, okay? I'm, I'm an American from Table Rock, so I don't speak Italiano, okay? I don't do that. So, uh, but it, it, they make this dish called... Pinye Carasol. Maybe, maybe. People are like, I have no idea. That's probably right. Okay, Pinye Carasol. And this is lightly toasted, um, like, bread. And, I mean, it's very, very thin. It's like a cracker almost. They toast it, and it's just, but what they do is it takes a while to get to this point. It's really big with shepherds because shepherds, it's light. They can take it, and it lasts a year. Okay, I don't, I if the date on the milk says tomorrow or the next day, I've been out on that for about a week, okay? But a year. So shepherds have it. They're going, and, and they get to have this bread. And, and so Zach starts to make it. And there's this little lady that she's, she's speaking Italian, and the interpreter's talking for her, and she's got this warm just smile. And one thing about this island is that it's known for the longevity of living. So it's nothing for people to live to be about 105 or so. And they show all these like just locals and they're talking and and they're talking about their food and they're talking about their culture and they're talking about all this stuff. And here's the part that I love so much. They start making this bread. They finally get it done. There's kids at the table and all of a sudden Zach takes a bite of it. He takes a bite of it and he's like, whoa, what, why? And he looks at the lady and he says, why is this so much better than the bread in the States? And she, she laughs, she says some things and there's a great grandma there and she's laughing and this warm smile. And the interpreter looks at Zach and says, she wants you to know it's made with a lot of love. Simple, right? I bet you thought I was going to have this profound statement. She says, it's made with a lot of love. And then the great grandma says, we put a lot of love in it. We put a lot of love in it. And everywhere they went, 
That was the main thing. We put a lot of love in it. We put a lot of love in it. And so what I realized is this is not something that you just put in for 10, 10 minutes and you get, you know, like a pop, whatever, hot pocket. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was something that the family could, there was no cell phones. There was no distractions. They were laughing about the day. They were talking about memories. They were doing, and this is something they do every single day. Then they put love into what they're doing. Here's the deal. I noticed that if you, you've probably heard that before, Italian food is known for putting a lot of love into their food. And I hope and pray that every time you see another pasta dish, you think about this message. Okay? I, I, that's what I'm praying because when I saw that, I was like, holy cow. This is crazy because this is how, this is how the Bible tells us that Jesus wants you and I to live our lives. He wants us to put a lot of love in the world because that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. Every drop has a name. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Every drop has a name. Every drop, what does that mean exactly? Jesus lived his life and he put a lot of love in it because of that reason right there. Everything changes when it becomes personal. Everything changes when it becomes personal. God wants us to put a lot of love into the world, and he wants to do it through you and me. That's how Jesus did it. That's how Jesus did it. He wants to put a lot of love into the world, and he wants to do it through you and me. You can tell when you're eating something that is like just real fast, trying to get it out there and move, 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 and the difference of that and the made with love, right, is that it stands out. And that right there is the difference between, <laughs> between you trying to get even with people, eye for an eye, and it's the difference between that and you standing out and saying, no, I'm a believer and a follower of Jesus, and I'm, I know for a fact that Jesus stood out, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be known for the love that I put into the world. I'm gonna be known for the love that I put into the world. Well, in the same way, God desires for us as believers and followers of him to stand out as well. So what does this look like? How do we do this thing? Let's go to 1 John 4, 7, and 8. We'll start there and we'll continue. It says, dear friends, let us love one another. If you notice the dear friends part, there other versions say beloved. Everybody say beloved. Beloved, yeah. Such a poetic word, I like it. Uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8 says, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 9 says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You following me? Now remember how the verse started? What was the word? Beloved, right? It ends in the same way. Dear friends, or beloved, since God so loved us, we also ought to love, the, love one another. Beloved. Everybody say Beloved. Beloved. 
Now, we could spend hours and days even unpacking these verses. But I really want us to focus on that dear friends or beloved part. Beloved. The original text, we would find that it says, beloved, let us love. Or in the uh, ancient Greek sentence where it begins, you ready? It's a striking way. Here we go. Those who are loved, let us love. Those who are what? Loved. Those who are loved, let us love. And this is where I want to start to land the plane. Chase, you just got started. Good, we're going to make lunch on time. Maybe. Okay. We're at 30,000 foot, right? If you're in an airplane, it's like, Carl, this is your captain speaking. We've got the landing gear. We're heading down. And like 30 minutes later, you're there, right? <laughs> I'm not going to give 30 minutes. But anyway, we're, I want to land here because literally that's the message for today. Those that are loved, let us love. Those that are loved, let us love. And if we all were just, man, gung-ho for God, then we would get up and go, yes, let's go, let's do it. I'll see it, Shane's. Except for six people because we can't get around the table because of corona. Okay? But we're not. We're humans. And we have this fairy tale of what love really is. And so we have to unpack this a little bit. Beloved, meaning those who are loved by what the Bible calls agape love. Agape love is something that we can't, it's not a Hallmark kind of love. It's not like a, uh, you go to the grocery store and you look in the card section and there's a card about love. I'm not talking about that love. The Bible calls agape love that God has for us that is faithful to the end. That is just Humans can't comprehend this agape love. The Bible calls agape love that we are loved by, a love greater than what humans love. We are not commanded to love one another to earn or become worthy of God's love. We love one another because, you ready? We are loved by God. And we have received that love and that live, we can live in light of it. I want to tell you this morning something that probably you haven't heard maybe ever, or some of you just need to be reminded this morning. You ready? It's pretty profound. You are loved. Look at me. Online, atrium, look at me. In here. You're loved. Chase, you don't know what kind of parents I had growing up. They didn't love me. I know. You're probably right, but that doesn't mean that you're not loved. You are loved by a God who sent his one and only son, a heavenly father. You may not have had the earthly father that you dreamed of. You may not have the earthly parents that you wanted that showed you love. You may not have the friends that show you love, but let me tell you something. That has nothing to do with Jesus's love and God's love. He came, he died, he rose, and he says, I did it to show you that you are loved. You are loved loved. You can love others because you are loved first. You are loved first. We, uh, when we love others, God's love just starts pouring out to them. It's not about you. It's about them. 
And us humans, we have this pride and ego stuff, and, and they did this to me, and this, da, da, da. I'm going to blow them up on Facebook, and I'm going to do this, and ah, and we get in the way, and we wait for them to show us love, and so we never love. Is that what Jesus did? Not at all. Follow me here. Right here in 1 John. Let's look a little, a few verses later. John, 1 John 4. 15 and 16. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. God is what? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. When we acknowledge, when we acknowledge that we believe in Jesus and we follow him and we will, uh, we, we will love others because God himself in his characteristics is love. And so it, just like the verse said, if God lives in us, right, and, we, and we're being love, we don't have to worry about on, like, what we can do to show love, like, as far as, like, God, you don't understand. I'm not, I don't have it in me to love. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. Good. Then just be an example of Jesus. Because if you're an example of Jesus and you're following in his ways and you're doing the things that God has called you to do and you're spending time and you, like we talked about in Galatians, you have a relationship with him, just being around people, the love of God just starts pouring out. I remember Brian, Pastor Brian, he was talking about his wife, Brenda, that went to a grocery store and she had a mask on or whatever and she was trying her best to talk or whatever and, uh, and she was smiling, right? And she was just talking. And the other lady said to Brenda, thank you for talking to me. What was she doing? She was showing the love of Jesus. She wasn't taking a track going, you're going to hell. No. She was talking to somebody. If you look through scripture, <laughs> all the way through scripture, God reveals himself through Jesus and Jesus walks around just being love, talking and just being with the people, being with people that don't deserve it. The prostitutes, the ones that are uh, hoarding money, the tax collectors, those that don't deserve it. If this day and age, if Jesus truly would walk around, we would look at him and be like, can you believe what this guy's doing? Because we're so legalistic in our church. Jesus got out of the normal and he said, I'm going to love because I'm not waiting on you to love me first. I'm going to love you first. I'm going to show you what the eyes of the Father, the heart of the Father is. So let me ask you a hard question. You probably know it's coming. How are you doing with loving people who don't deserve it? Uh, it's funny. I'm all about these Netflix shows. I watched this Netflix show. I'm not going to say what it is. It was a documentary, a newer documentary. And I'm sitting there with my wife and I'm going, he's still made in the image of God. That's a really bad thing that he did. Really bad. But he's still made in the image of God. See, God died for people who, with messed up brains. 
God died with people that have really bad language. God died with, for people like you and I that are messed up with no judgment. And for my little brain to try to comprehend that, it's hard. I say that to sort of say this is where we are. Like, I'm with you on this concept of love I'm not saying that you have to agree with everything that every person says. That's not what, don't hear what I'm not saying. But are you able to love them the way that Jesus did? Are you able to love them in such a way that you can admit, hey, I'm sorry if I didn't show you the love of Jesus. Chase, that's all well and good, but you don't understand what they did. I'm with you 100%, 100. I get it. Right now, there's some people or some uh, close friends of mine that are going through something that the other person is treating them so disgusting. It is so inhumane. And these people are really close to me. And I'm going, what is going on? Why are you treating this person this way? I'm in the thicket with you. I know, I have a life, I live just like you do, and I'm having to practice these things. And when we get, as the pastors come around and they give me this message, I go, ah, oh, what that means is that's gonna, God's gonna make me walk through it a little bit so I can preach it to you today. And in the middle of it, I'm watching me and my wife and all of us go through this mess, and I'm saying, how do we mirror Jesus to someone like that? And I have to go, it doesn't matter. Your job isn't to make them feel little. Your job isn't to judge them. Your job isn't to defend your friend. Your job is to love them the way that Jesus said love them. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. But I can love them because by me saying, listen, let's just take a deep breath. Let's calm down. By not responding, I think that's my thing. Your response is everything. The way you respond either shows that you believe in Jesus or you're out for an eye for an eye. When you believe in Jesus, it changes the way you think. When you, not just when you believe. Let me rephrase that. When you follow Jesus, anybody can believe in Jesus, but when you take up your cross and you follow Jesus, it makes you change the way you think. Your perspective. I'm not saying you get it right all the time, but that's where the conviction comes in and the Holy Spirit starts pounding you going, hey, we might need to work on that one. But I've been convicted by this. Matter of fact, I sent someone a text just a while ago just to say, I love you. And I'm sorry if I did anything to offend you or to say anything. I think there's a misunderstanding, but I don't want today to go by without you knowing that I love you. Why? Because I'm a representative of Jesus. And if you claim to follow Jesus, you're representative too. And Jesus has called us to live in love. Look at verse uh, 19. You ready? We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Er, hold up. Say what? I'm, I told you, I'm sticking to my notes because that's some harsh stuff. Because I've been there. 
I've been that dude that can't stand somebody. I've been that dude that just wants to take them down. I've been that dude that has prayed, God, you better hold me back. And rightfully so. I, I didn't deserve that. But hold up. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Okay, God, that's not me. Hold up now. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe God's a lot like the wind. You can't see him, but you see the effects of the wind, right? Same with God. You may not be able to see him, but you see the effects of God. So here's the deal. If you can't love somebody that is, don't deserve it, if you can't love them the way that, they, that Jesus loved them, listen, you can see them. You can't love God whom you can't see. That's what he's saying. This is a big, big deal. This is how people know that you know him, by love that you share with others. Chase, well that, what does that kind of love look like? I always say look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. What does that look like? Look to Jesus. This week Kelly had our communications director. She was also singing up here. She had this bracelet. I went into her office to say something to her, and she had this bracelet that I haven't seen in years. And it was WWJD. Anybody remember those bracelets? Anybody? Yeah. Woo -woo. Okay, cool. All right. Um, she had that. And I was like, whoa, I haven't seen one of those in years. And what I loved about those bracelets was that when you could look down, just like these new ones that we have, the I Am The Love Revolution, you can look down and you go, in certain circumstances, what would Jesus do? Now, if you're sitting there, and maybe you're young, and you're like, that's so early 2000s, Chase. Or, that's so corny. Jesus juked me one more time. I would say, that's the problem. Not because you're young, but because the question is, what would Jesus do? And now, my wife, she told me about, um, let's see, is that my, uh, yep, right here. She told me about this new thing that comes right along with what would Jesus do? Not only is it a question, but now we have an answer. HWLF, he would love first. <sighs> Guys, we have forgotten the cross. We have forgotten Jesus. We don't care. We're waiting for a Netflix show to tell us how to live. Are you following me today? Because I am passionate about Jesus. I am. I don't always get it right. But what I do try to do is be an example of Jesus. What would Jesus do? He would love first. I heard another pastor say this week, you want a concrete answer on how to love people? Don't wait for them to love you first. So many people are waiting for others to love them so they can love back. That's not what Jesus did. Check it out. Romans 5, 8 said, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
See, the very same people who was excited about Jesus coming into town, and when we, we, see, we talk about this at Easter, they were having palm trees and leaves, and they were doing, they were just waving and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, we're so excited you're here. The Messiah is here. Seven days later are yelling out, crucify him. We forget that the Messiah is here. We forget that Jesus died for you and your messed up thinking and my messed up ways and my messed up thinking. We just forget that because life gets in the way. We start thinking that our opinions weigh more than people and they don't. They don't. We need to remember the cross. I want us to close today reminding you guys of something real simple. Loved people, love people. Loved people, love people. Patrice, I wasn't, I wasn't loved as a kid. We just, we already said that. You are loved because of a man over 2,000 years ago died and rose again for you. And every drop of blood that he poured had a name on it, and yours is one of those. And every one of those names has a purpose, that God designed you, knitted you in the wound. He did that for you. And every purpose has a value attached to it. Don't dare tell me when you wake up in the morning that you are not loved. Because you are deeply loved. And when we start to remember and we realize that loved people love people, who boy, the world changes. Things start to shift. The church starts to have revival and their opinions go down and the love goes up. And it's like Jesus is coming. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Anybody with me out there? Come on now. <laughs> loved people love people. Look to your neighbor and say loved people love people. Some of y'all didn't say it. Some of y'all don't believe it, do you? Love people, love people. And I'll tell you this. When you say the words or hear the words, loved people, what do you think of? Like I said at the beginning, do you think of like this Hallmark movie coming out in February? Love people, love people. Candace Bray. Hallmark. Is that what you think of? Or like this romance thing that you got, you know, or like the card? What, what's going through your mind when you hear loved people? Because here's what comes through my mind, truly. You ready? When you hear loved people, do you see Jesus being tortured? And I know we have some kids in here, and I, I really wanted to go deep with that because the truth of the matter is, it's a real thing. I, I wanted to show some pictures, and I wanted you to just grasp what it was like. But I know we have kids, so but listen to me. When you hear loved people, do you see Jesus being flogged with the cat of nine tails that have bones in them and stick in his back? And when he rips out, it rips out flesh for you. Do you see that the metal balls on the end, when they hit him with it, for an innocent man, it digs deep into his skin and it bruises the bone. You got a name on that. I got a name on that. Loved people love people.
Do you see uh, the nails on the cross, him being tied and nailed with his hands and his feet? I was doing research on it, and it was saying that it would break the bone, but yet it could still hold a couple of hundred pounds. However, it would collapse his lungs. Anybody that was crucified would collapse his lungs, and he's dangling on the cross, and he's looking, and he's trying his best to breathe. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Do you think about that when you hear loved people? Because that's you. That's me. Do you think about a man who was innocent and was wrongly accused and they let a murderous, this rapist go free? Go free. And they killed the innocent man. Do you you hear that? Do you see Jesus and his blood being poured out in every drop you look and you look closer and you look closer and you see their name you start to see Whoa, those are made up of names and you start looking closer and closer Hold on. that's my name that's my name tell me he did all that for me he starts going through the list Natalie Ricky Brandy Dalton Scott he starts naming them Jiminy he starts naming them Rebecca Casey and all of a sudden you start seeing this list of just names loved people loved people Jesus was loved by God so much that he would sin saying you're going to be the rescue of the world buddy here's the deal when you go down there don't wait for them to love you first love them despite that's the whole thing loved people love people Jesus loved in death so that we could love in life, folks. Jesus loved in death so we could love in life. We're getting ready to take communion because I feel like that's the best way to do this. But before we get to communion, I I want you to do something. Maybe you're online and you're watching or in atrium. I just want to offer a prayer for you prayer of salvation. Maybe you've never heard this before. Maybe this is the first time and you're like, I never knew my name was in that blood. And I want to be a follower of Jesus. Every head bowed and eye closed. Let's just pray this prayer. If this is you for the first time, you can be born again. You may have been born into this world, but spiritually you need to be born again. And now is the time. Today is the day. Just say this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for loving me. From this day forward, I will follow in your ways. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and dying on a cross. In your name, amen. If you're
you're in this room and you said that prayer, if you're in the atrium, will you please get to your app and say, hey, I, I received Christ today. I would like to follow up with you or Roy or somebody in the church. If you're online, Pastor Roy is either on Facebook or online right now and he's able to talk to you immediately. Yeah, we just want to know that you have received that gift, that free gift of Jesus and you can. You can reach out to us and we're not going to bother you. We just want to walk this journey with you. And it's a good thing that you prayed that prayer because the communion, whenever you take communion, it's for believers. It's very plain in scripture. It's for believers. Here's the truth, friends. If you're not a believer and you don't follow anything of this Bible, when you take this juice and you take the cracker, you're going to taste some really bad juice and you're going to taste what tastes like cardboard, okay? But if you're a follower of Jesus, then you're going to look in this cup and you're going to say, wow. My name is on that. You're going to look at that cracker and you're going to say, his body was broken for me. I can't believe it. I'm messed up, man. And he did it for me. But I want you to imagine that you're sitting uh, around a table. I want you to imagine that you're sitting around a table and Jesus gathers you around with the disciples. It became personal. Remember I said everything changes when it becomes personal. And so it was personal. All of a sudden, Jesus gathers you and the disciples around. He says, in Matthew 26, it says, while, you were, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And then, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Guys, look at me. Loved people, love people. Do this in remembrance of Jesus. Then Jesus picked up his cup. He picked up his cup. He looks to you and he looks to Peter and He's like, hey, listen, here in a little bit, all y'all about to go away. All y'all about to flee. And Peter goes, no, 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 not me, Lord. I'm with you. Guess what? Peter denies him three times. Does that remind you of anybody? Maybe you at some point in your life? What the cool thing to do? Just a thought. But he pull, holds up the cup and he, he takes the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Look at me. You ready? Loved people. Look in there. Loved people. Loved people. Do this in remembrance of me. Today, may you be reminded that God's love revolution is you. It's always been you. So when you got these I am the love revolution bracelets, you can look down there and go, that's me. I am loved. And because I am loved, I can love. 
even better, everybody look at your bracelet. See the word revolution? I don't care if you are, uh, you know, you have, you need a political revolution to happen, or if you need like some social injustice uh, revolution to happen, or you have a personal family revolution that needs to happen. I, it doesn't matter because here's the deal: if you look at the word lo- uh, revolution, if you look, it's spelled R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. There is always love. It's just backwards in revolution. You follow me? You always have the choice, no matter what revolution you have, to choose love. Will you guys stand with me? Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying on a cross. And thank you for allowing us to remember, to remember that you did this for us. And that we are loved despite our mistakes and sins. May we walk out of here refreshed and energized because we are loved. And every drop of blood that you pour had a name on it. And our names are written right there. When we follow you, it's written. When we wear these bracelets out, may we remember that not only are we God's love revolution, but we are the love revolution to other people. Jesus, you're amazing. And I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.